not woke. Make that clear. Awake, not woke. Hello and welcome, initiates, to another episode of the Awake Not Woke podcast. As always, my name is Sarah, and this is episode 46. We are going to be talking about judgment and criticism, not like Judgment Day or the rapture or anything like that. Judgment as in judging other people, judging yourself, being critical of other people. We're talking about that concept. This is more of a conversational episode. Chas and I share our thoughts on this topic. It's not so much a research heavy episode, but this is a really fun one and a really thought provoking one in my humble opinion. Before we get on to the episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Awake Not Woke Podcast. You can hit us up in our DMs there and see what we're doing, see all the episode updates. And if you don't do social media, but you want to hit us up, check out our website, awakenotwokepodcast.com. We have a contact page on that website, so you can send us an email with your suggestions, topic recommendations, you have sources or resources for us. Hit us up. We just love to hear from you guys. And if you would also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, that would be hugely appreciated. Those ratings really help boost the algorithms and show our podcast to more people who are either awake or woke that we need to wake up. So leave us a nice review on those or on whatever app you're using because a lot of apps have ratings these days. And make sure you are following and subscribing to us on whatever app you're using as well because we have episodes coming out at Sunday, 4.44 a.m. Eastern Time every week. So make sure you're following us so you get notified when those come out. And if you're really, really enjoying the podcast and you find that you are receiving some value out of this podcast, maybe you put a number on that and reimburse us that value through our value for value model. We don't take advertisements. This is purely a passion project. So in order to keep us going, we need the listeners like yourself to reimburse us for the value that we are providing. You can do that through our value for value shop. The link is in the show notes. You can go click down there. Get yourself some merch with your own price that you choose, or you can simply donate to us. That would be amazing if you are truly enjoying this podcast and you find yourself receiving any value. Consider doing that because that would be really awesome. And support my awesome co-host as well with her 5D impressions shop on Etsy. She makes hand stamp jewelry, apparel, lots of really awesome high vibrational stuff. So check that out. Get yourself something. Get your girlfriend or your boyfriend a cool gift, whatever. Check all that out. And yeah, I think that is everything I'd like to remind you guys of. So on to the episode, episode 46 on judgment and criticism of the Awake Not Woke podcast with your hosts, myself and Chas. Peace. Hey, welcome back to Awake Not Woke podcast. This is Chas and Sarah. Hi. Today we are going to be having a pretty general conversation. So this isn't going to be a 101 or really educational sort of episode, um, but it's going to be our thoughts on judgment. So judgment of ourselves, judgment of others, um, kind of how we have experienced that in life. Also some examples of how you might. And stay tuned for the end of the episode where there will be a little affirmation meditation type of deal. Yes. So hope you like it. Yes. Absolutely. I I do hope you learned something from this, but it's not research heavy. Yeah, I it's know, not like educational meant. research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally knew what you meant. But 
what I want to start out with is kind of like I always try and start these episodes out with is just like the basic fundamental information we're working with. So the first thing I did and let me even rewind before I get into this. The inspiration for this episode came from I recently finished the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it came in particular from the chapter on fears and the fear of criticism. And into this episode, I was thinking about that and I sent Chas a voice message on a text message and kind of just sent her a rambling thought process I was having on the fear of criticism and the fear, I was calling it the fear of judgment at the time. And the reason that is relevant is because the first thing I do when I start these episodes is I start with that fundamental information and I looked up the definition of judgment. And the definition of judgment is actually just the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting because at first I'm like, I always take judgment as such a negative thing and like you're judging other people you're judging yourself why are you so judgmental but then I remembered and I looked up in the book Think and Grow Rich it's not the fear of judgment it's the fear of criticism yeah and the definition of criticism is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes and that's exactly what I was thinking when I was thinking judgment so I just thought that was interesting considering like our words episode and considering the human language and how we often use judgment in the place of criticism and we're not necessarily necessarily using those words correctly as far as their definition goes not saying you have to like change the way you're speaking or anything if you're saying someone's judgmental I know what you're saying but I thought that was interesting especially since one of the synonyms for judgment was discernment Mm. so I thought that was really interesting because in our culture being judgmental like don't judge others by their appearance don't judge them or pronouns don't don't be judgmental means don't discern which I just thought was interesting and is kind of not relevant to the rest of this conversation, but something I wanted to bring up. Otherwise, we'll kind of be using judgment and criticism interchangeably throughout this episode, but that is something to keep in mind. And if you are trying to trust your judgment, that might be a word that you learn to use carefully rather than throwing it around calling people judgmental. You might want to rather watch your criticism and trust your judgment. Yeah. And the decision thing that you mentioned, that was the first thing that I wrote down is when it, when one makes a judgment, they are making a decision. And that's really important to understand because even if you're using the term judgment in a more negative way, like, oh, she's really judgy, you are still making a decision about someone's character and who they are by saying something like that. So yes, you're criticizing them. You're criticizing their character, but you're also making a decision on how you view that person and Correct. fundamentally how they are. And on the flip side, you can also you can also use that in a positive way. So using your discernment or saying somebody has a is a really good judge of character, that means that they are really good at making decisions on who someone is based on how they're presenting themselves. So criticism, judgment, discernment, decision is probably the thing that I think is most st- like it stands out the most to me because when we think of making a decision, we think I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to go to the gym. And we wouldn't necessarily say like, 
I'm going to judge putting my shoes on and I'm going to judge going, you know. Absolutely. But it's like judgment is almost the verb of decision. I, I think that would be the right way to describe it as far as like English terms go. But that act of making a decision, whether that decision is about you. What's your judgment? About someone else or about a circumstance or a place. It's it's so important to understand and really, really impacts so many areas of your life, but also other people's lives. Totally. And another thing that is important to point out early on in this conversation is judgment of other people is instinctual. Just like you said, when you are making a judgment on somebody, even if it feels kind of like gossipy or like in the criticize. Yeah. Yeah. Criticize them. Criticize them. Criticism. Even if it feels like that, it is our instinctual nature to make those judgments very quickly so we can judge whether or not we are going to be safe with this person. Yeah. It is instinctual. And some people have better judgments than others. Some people are able to really tap into energy and accurately decide whether or not a person is safe or a person is good to be around or healthy to be around or someone you would want to be friends with, make make a mate with, have babies with, like that that's something you need to decide. And if the whole first impressions are important thing is based around judgment because back in caveman days, we had to make a judgment that this person is going to be the most likely to help bear children and bring right. more life to our line of people. Like you had to make those judgments. So don't necessarily beat yourself up for fi- being judgmental. I mean, don't be an asshole and right. like make sure you're not just judging people and judging people from an ego perspective and taking that as truth or not allowing someone to prove themselves to you or judging someone and then no longer associating with them. Those are kind of bad things. But at the same time, allow yourself to think these judgments and then proceed with an open mind is something that I think is important. But I wanted to mention that early on because we can often get in this place where it's like, I shouldn't judge others at all. And then you find yourself like hearing gossip at work and you're like, God, that is fucked up. And you're like, no, I shouldn't judge them. But it's, it's not, it's not like the end all be all if you find yourself thinking that. Yeah. And one important thing to consider too, is when you are exercising judgment or decision, you need to make sure that you know what place you're operating from. So I've got a whole lot to say about where I think these decisions come from. But one thing that I do want to mention is comparison, because when it comes to being uh, negative, providing negative criticism of somebody, many times we're doing it in reference to ourselves. So, oh, this person is a certain, this person gossips too much. And the reason I think that is because I don't gossip at all. So it comes back to that sense of, self-righteousness in a way and I think that that is probably something that we should use a lot of caution with because comparing someone to yourself isn't healthy in in a variety of aspects and I'm not saying that you can't use comparison to provide value to your life but when it comes to negatively speaking of somebody that can be a negative impact, I should say. Absolutely. And the way my notes kind of go is most of my notes are on 
uh, spiritual judgment, so to speak. And a lot of my thought process has been around this Think and Grow Rich, Think and Grow Rich book, which I'm going to read the particular passage that really inspired this episode in a minute, but also manifesting in how the fear of criticism and the fear of judgment can really affect you and what you are able to accomplish in your life, which is what the entire book of Think and Grow Rich is about. But there's also a lot of moral conversation to have as well. But the conversation about judgment other than spiritual stuff kind of comes at the end of my notes because a lot of my notes center around just the energetic properties when you are fearful of others judging you. Yeah. And it all relates because we are energy. So talking about it from a spiritual sense, talking about it from a worldly sense, it makes no difference because what, what is relevant to judgment spiritually is going to be relevant to what's to judgment in in a worldly concept because we that's literally what we're made up of yeah definitely so the chapter that is uh that i'm reading from in the book think and grow rich by napoleon hill is chapter 15 i think and it's how to outwit the six ghosts of fear so the six ghosts of fear which i guess i'll just read those real quick is the fear of poverty the fear of criticism the fear of ill health the fear of loss of love of someone the fear of old age and the fear of death and i'm sure everybody can resonate with at least one of those things definitely a couple of those jump out more for me than others but at least one of those is something that haunts you at night (laughs) fear of judgment is something or fear of criticism i should say is something that i struggle with a lot and i think it a lot comes from some like childhood trauma and feeling not good enough in certain scenarios but I think a lot of people have fear of criticism because it it is scary when you are doing something that is against the norm. If you're an indigo child, like our last (laughs) episode, you are going to be criticized. End of story. You're going to be criticized. There are going to be people who judge you. There are going to be people who think you're a fucking weirdo and you can't be afraid of that. You just can't. So let me read this passage real quick. It's pretty short. The fear of criticism Most people are at least very uncomfortable when criticized. In some cases, they may become depressed and despondent when others censure them. The fear of criticism robs people of their initiative, destroys their power of imagination, limits their individuality, takes away their self-reliance, and does them damage in a hundred other ways. Parents often do their children irreparable injury by criticizing them. The mother of one of my boyhood chums, of the author, used to punish him with a switch almost daily. This was also written in like the 1930s. (laughs) Always completing the job with the statement, you'll end up in prison before you're 20. He was sent to reform school at 17. Criticism is the one form of service of which everyone has too much. Everyone has a stock of it and that it is handed out whether called for or not. One's nearest relatives are often the worst offenders. It should be recognized as a crime. In reality, it is a crime of the worst nature. For any parent to build inferiority complexes in the mind of a child through unnecessary criticism. Employers who do not understand, oh no, no. Employers who understand human nature get the best there is out of people, not by criticism, but by constructive suggestion. Parents may accomplish the same results with their children. 
Criticism will plant fear or resentment in the human heart, but it will not build love or affection. I really liked that passage and I really liked the part particularly about how he phrased, it's not constructive criticism, it is constructive suggestion. Another aspect where our modern English language is very tricky in the energetic properties that it's using behind the words. Constructive criticism is an oxymoron. Should It doesn't exist. You can't constructively criticize somebody because right. therefore you are, let me go back to my uh, definition of criticism. It's disapproving of something based on perceived faults or mistakes. So if you're cons- criticizing somebody, even in a constructive way, it's your perceived faults or mistakes. It's not a suggestion or something that is meant to add to. You are tearing down the person, whether it's constructive or not. Even if like, the constructive criticism genuinely is a constructive suggestion. The idea that it is constructive criticism in our lexicon really should say something about our modern society. And the fact that judgment is a bad thing, but constructive criticism is a good thing. Just something interesting to point out as far as like a conspiratorial social engineers consciously choosing their words type thing. But that other than that judgment the fear of judgment fear of criticism really 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 plays a huge factor in the way you are able to conduct your life yeah and where that comes from is your paradigm which is your subconscious yep. because you if you're going to provide even constructive suggestion to somebody and i'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing it's constructive suggestion just is is what it is yeah but your suggestion is going to come from your personal viewpoint on your personal paradigm. So for instance, if you are judging somebody who let's say spends money on like vacations or cars or nails or jewelry. And from your perspective, you're like, wow, they're really irresponsible with their money. That's coming from your own program paradigm of what you feel about money. So maybe and this could be a variety of different reasons of why you feel this way about money. This could go for spiritual spirituality too. If you're judging somebody based on their beliefs, that's because of your paradigm of beliefs of what you feel is true for your outlook. But why, why, why do you feel that way towards somebody? Why are you making that decision about somebody? And that's where you need to go in and really analyze your subconscious because all of that is going to point you directly to where your fears are and what you're afraid of. Yeah, you're kind of getting to the end of my notes, which is perfectly fine because I have right at the end, I realized I was really getting into the idea of spiritual judgment and the fear of judgment. And I was thinking, well, other than that, most people are judging about material things. And I wrote, uh, if you are judging someone on anything other than spiritual things, it's more than likely a projection and it's subconscious programming that you don't realize you have. I love that you brought that up, even though we didn't discuss this specifically, Mm -hmm. because that is exactly what I had down. And Although it's not the the bulk of my notes, you're you're right on the money. That is that is exactly important. And it is it's about your paradigm. And if you are living in a world where you have certain beliefs, whether you know it or not, you are going to project those beliefs outwardly. And 
every single one of us has subconscious beliefs that we don't know we have every single one of us and if you think you don't you do and you're just projecting like the, it really it really comes down to that because yeah. the subconscious I think Bob Proctor says this a lot the subconscious will take whatever you give it yeah it doesn't know if it's right or wrong yep, it doesn't it care it doesn't is. know it just is so if you grew up in a household where you were told you're not good enough you think you're not good enough and you'll go to apply for a job and you'll think, well, I'm not good enough for this position anyway. And you won't know where that thought come from. Or if you grew up in a, like in, in the book that I just read, if you had a parent that criticized you too often, you will grow up criticizing yourself and being fearful of the criticism of others. So that's something that I have a huge problem with. And not that it was like, not that I'm putting all the blame on my parents or anything like that, but I grew up in an environment where I felt that I was often criticized for very small mistakes and me being a very detail oriented person. I also on top of all that, take that very personally. So now when I make small mistakes, there's like that voice in my head. That's like, fuck, I hate myself. And for a long time, I didn't know where that was coming from. And now that I know where it's coming from, I realize that I was programmed to think like, oh, I hate myself for making that stupid little mistake every time I made a stupid little mistake because I was fearful of criticism from other people for making that mistake. Yeah. And when I found myself in environments where it was more positive and constructive with suggestions and growth mindsets, Soon I started to realize that if I no longer believed that I had to be perfect in these minor mistakes, my paradigm shifted. Yeah. And spiritually speaking, whatever you believe is true is what you are going to judge somebody else on. Again, this is why the subconscious and paradigm is, in my opinion, it's it's the only thing that matters because this is the source of where it all comes from. So again, if you are looking at somebody and deciding that their beliefs on God are skewed or false or don't make sense to you or are stupid, whatever it is, it's because you have programmed yourself or maybe your environment has, impro- has programmed you a certain way to think that that view of God is false, but that doesn't make it false. That's nope. It's just what's in your brain. So yep. we are spiritual beings. That's why I said, in my opinion, it's irrelevant on whether or not we're talking about material things or not, yeah. because we're spiritual beings. Like it's all the same. Totally. And I think what I meant by spiritual beings. So let's get into kind of the think and grow rich idea of fear of criticism. And I know you're not finished with the book yet, but you don't really, you don't need to be finished with the book with this conversation. So one thing that I was pondering while I was thinking about this episode and writing my notes for it is that oftentimes as children, even, even if you had the perfect environment, a parent that didn't criticize you, kids just want to fit in. It's a very natural thing. And it's, it's again, like a, this primal thing. If you don't fit in, you're going to die. You need to be part of the pack. So even though it's not like that anymore, kids want to fit in and that's okay, but they just, they want to fit in. And the problem with modern day is that we have all this technology that has separated our kids and put this weird barrier between them. So now when you get into actual real scenarios, like a job or a real like group, 
people setting these kids have so much anxiety and awkwardness like it is a literal epidemic that our youth these days especially teenagers this day and age are just super anxious there's like a a video around tiktok about a girl who was like 18 and her mom was making her pick up her car on her own her car was in the shop and her mom was like go in there it's already paid for ask for your keys they'll let you go with your car and the girl couldn't do it she had so much anxiety about it and it's fear of judgment it is all fear of judgment it's fear of judgment that i'm new to this and i'm going to be awkward in this scenario and i'm going to need to learn and be clunky a little bit but i'm fearful fearful because online no one sees that part you just post the uh, hula hooping is the first thing i think of because it's like you you spend five thousand tries trying to get a trick right and then you finally get it right and you post that one video on instagram and everyone's like damn i'll never be that good and then you won't you won't do it in public because you think i'll never be that good but if we all knew how much effort and trial and error went into everything we'd be more we'd be less anxious as a, as a species, as a society. So with that pondering, it really got me into how this nearly manic fear of judgment is such, it's such a toxic constant in our society right now, especially with the youth. I can't stop saying that because it's not like I'm old, but the kids are the next, the next generation. They're the future and we're the future. We're still young, but like, we're getting older. The teenagers these days can drive and get jobs now. Like they're, they're real humans. They're adults. They're not just kids anymore. And their kids are going to be the ones who are taking over all this stuff, all this stuff, (laughs) all this, like this spiritual moving forward into the new age. So if that fear keeps us from living a truly authentic life, we it keeps us from doing the things we believe in it keeps these kids so fearful of if if they believe that they want to be a content creator and and inspire people or if they want to be a therapist and help people or if they want to do anything this anxiety and this fear of judgment is stopping a lot of those kids from doing these things and once you start this hero's journey you're gonna be criticized like i said it at the beginning it is literally it's part of it when you begin the hero's journey you lose friends you change as a person you you grow and you see the world differently and the people who see the world in the same way whether it's like all the people you used to just drink with and and party with and get drunk with they're going to criticize you when you decide to not do those things anymore yeah so if you are so deeply fearful of judgment you're not going to start the hero's journey that is that is that is huge and that's why a lot of my notes focus on this spiritual aspect of judgment because you're totally right. Fear of spiritual judgment or fear of people thinking or like judging others on their beliefs on Jesus or their beliefs on spirituality or whatever. It's all kind of the same thing, but for your personal paradigm, if you're so deeply fearful of judgment, you're not going to start your spiritual hero's journey and the journey into that spiritual alchemy. And it's so important to fight through that to shift your paradigm. And I think sometimes when you start on this hero's journey, you almost do it on accident and you don't really relish in how much you've, you've done that. So I really want to do this episode as well because every day I find myself having less and less fear of judgment when I'm in public and doing the things that I'd 
previously refrained from doing because I was fearful of what people were going to think of me. Yeah. And I mean, whether you're starting your hero's journey or not, you really need to get comfortable with the idea that it's the judgment's going to be there either way. Always. Either way. So yes, it can prevent you from spiritually growing from marching forward on the path to enlightenment, but it can also, it's going to impact you no matter what avenue that you go down. And when it comes to being a spiritual being, it is important to move forward on that on that venture, on that path, because in the end, the eternal judgment is God's. So that's literally all that matters. You're leading (laughs) right in the direction I was thinking of next. And that is what my brain dump voice message was to you that really sparked this episode was because between the two of us, we've really, I mean, a lot you, but I've been really getting into the Bible more as well. I've been thinking a lot about the interpretations that I previously understood, not that I I don't know a lot about the Bible. I've said that a million times, but things that Christians would say to me that they interpreted from the Bible and that not that I disagree or I'm judging them at this point, but that I previously kind of just wrote off. And now I'm personally interpreting these stories in the Bible and seeing them from such a different light that it's making a really deep and impactful impact on my life because I'm really understanding how occult and mysterious the Bible is with all its esoteric knowledge. So my ramble to you was if we are God and the only judgment that matters is God's judgment and not that we are God, but we are one with God. I don't, I don't feel like I have to divine or what is it? Uh, indivisible duality, indivisible duality with God. We are made in God's image, all that stuff. If God's judgment is the only judgment that matters, then our judgment of ourselves, our discernment is the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. It doesn't matter what anybody else's interpretations are. And it doesn't matter what you think of anyone else. Exactly. And does that mean you should never listen to anyone ever? Absolutely not. No, we should, we, we should communicate. We should, we should ponder everybody's perspectives, but it, it doesn't matter what anybody else believes or thinks of you. And it doesn't matter what you think of any other people. It's, it's your personal journey. It's your hero's journey. And if you, first of all, you got to get rid of that fear of judgment to start it. But then once you're on it, it doesn't matter what it looks like because it's yours. And that's all that matters. As long as you are trusting your intuition, trusting in God and trusting in this higher path of enlightenment, you're probably doing okay. Yeah. And I think if you are somebody that leans more towards that Christian ideology, again, no, literally no judgments here. I think that modeling your life after Christ is a pretty, I've said this before, but it's a pretty surefire way to live a good life because the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of Christ, we are, we are meant to learn from those in the Bible, parables, uh, metaphors, whatever you want to call it, it's the lesson that we are meant to learn. So yeah, model your life after Christ. Do that because that is what's going to progress you forward into embracing that indivisible duality which you are made up of. Absolutely. And I have a Bible verse written down and it kind of, I was taking my notes and I'm like, whoa, I feel like I kind of took a left turn, but I, I didn't really. So let me walk you through my my thinking process here. Think and Grow Rich and Bob Proctor, for that matter, they teach that you can manifest even your wildest, most 
amazing, ridiculous, enormous dreams in wealth. Wealth meaning not just money, but happiness, friends, family, in all areas, abundance, yeah. wealth in all areas. But it won't happen unless you're fully dedicated. Part of that involves releasing your fear of judgment. And one Bible passage, there's a lot of passages in the Bible on judgment and everything, but one Bible passage that I really did some research on really has nothing to do with judgment actually, but is relevant to this conversation is Mark 11. So I was reading this chapter and first of all, it really made me laugh at one point because there's this whole story and just go read the chapter. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with Mark 11, like off the top of your head? No, definitely not. You probably are, but there's this whole story and I think Jesus like rides into Jerusalem on a donkey and I'm not really sure why that part's relevant, but then it gets to this part where Jesus wants, and I laughed out loud at this. This cracked me up, but Jesus rides by a fig tree and he's like, damn, I want some figs. Obviously this is not (laughs) how it goes, but I'm just like summarizing it. So he goes to the fig tree and there's no figs on the fig tree. So he's like, this fig tree will never produce figs ever again. And I just thought that was so (laughs) fucking funny because he's like, fuck this fig tree. You're you're not growing any more figs. And at first I'm like, what? God, Jesus, like that poor (laughs) fucking fig tree. Like why did, why'd you hate on the fig tree so bad? But anyway, (laughs) I just really liked that. And it made me really like Jesus more as a person. I don't know. (laughs) That's just me being an asshole. I just thought that was really funny. But Mark 11, 22, 24, right after Jesus said, fuck the fig tree. That, that's a direct quote. <laughs> Mark 11, 20. <laughs> fuck that two. fig tree. Fuck the figs. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm blasphemous. Anyway, Jesus, or Mark 11, 22 to 24. I'm going to just read this. I wrote it in my notes. It says, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. For sure, I tell you, a person may say to this mountain, move from here into the sea. And if he does, if he not, if not, he doubt, but believes that what he says will be done, it will happen. Because of this, I say to you, whatever you ask for when you pray, have faith that you will receive it, then you will get it. Jesus wasn't worried about judgment when he said, this tree's not going to live anymore. Oh, and I forgot to say the fig tree shriveled up. I was laughing so hard that I forgot that really important part. The fig tree shriveled up and everyone was like, oh my God, Jesus, you did it. You said it was going to shrivel up and it did. And then he says this part and I I wrote this part down specifically. So I just really got, I thought it was so fucking funny. And it was just like, fuck that fig tree. But the reason I wrote this down was because Think and Grow Rich talks about having faith as well and having faith that you are on the right path. And to do that, you cannot be fearful of judgment. When Jesus wanted that fig and it wasn't there, he said, this tree's not going to produce anymore. And he wasn't fearful that people were going to judge him or worry that like, oh, it's going to produce again. Like I, I, he, he, that can't be true. Why right. would he say that? Like, it's just such a ridiculous thing to say. Even back in Jerusalem, I have to imagine if somebody was like, that tree's never producing again, everyone would kind of be like, okay, that's weird. And then the next day it dried up and everyone was like, holy crap. Right. You were right. So I just really liked that. And I just really liked it in context, too, because out of context, when Jesus just says, have faith in God, you can move mountains. Oh, that's another thing, too, is Jesus is saying you can move the mountain into the sea. He he just made a fig tree dry up and he, you're, he's saying you can move a mountain into a sea. 
So you, you have the same power that Jesus has. You are walking the same path that he is walking. He walked the hero's journey. Yeah. So you could make that fig tree dry up too, but I would rather move a mountain into the sea. That sounds a lot cooler. And the power is faith. It's belief. Yes. And that's, and fear of judgment will kill that belief in yourself because you will always be so fearful of what other people think. I mean, I think about this podcast and I still don't really talk about it at work and at my current place of business, but it, a bunch of people found out about it at my work and I was really fearful that they were going to judge me. I was right. literally bracing for the like, I heard your podcast and it never came. It didn't come. No one, no one gave a fuck. I, I no one really cared at all. And suddenly that fear of judgment resided a little more. And I realized I, it doesn't matter. Right. Why would I make myself less? Because I'm fearful of what others will think. Even if they do think I'm crazy for having this podcast, they're not saying anything to me. They're not doing anything about it. Like you can do the most. I think I was at TikTok and someone was like, do it. I dare you. Whatever thing you're thinking, the craziest thing, just do it. No one's going to do anything about it. Go and just like scream in the middle of a park. Literally, no one's going to say anything to you. And to take that a step further, I heard this many years ago and it's just really stuck with me. What someone else thinks about you isn't any of your business. So while nobody may outwardly come out and say anything to you about the podcast, about screaming in the street, if they're thinking about it, it literally does not matter. And it's none of your business. What is your business is your own personal journey and your own personal belief in faith and what you are personally trying to succeed at. Yep. And the only thing that matters is your own personal journey. So even if they were thinking about you, most people are focused on their selves anyway. And that's from a egotistical mindset or from a good mindset like i'm mostly focused on my own journey if there's some guy screaming in the street having a bad time like i'm sorry but like it's not my problem i'm not gonna think about that tomorrow right but that's also a very liberating thing to think about because even if this person is very egotistical they're gonna judge you in the moment and they might bitch about you to their wife or husband when they get home because they're egotistical and they're judging you but they're not going to remember you. They're just going to, it's going to move on. They don't, it doesn't matter. And I think that's a, it's a liberating thing you can learn when you travel or like you go somewhere, you know that there's no one, you know, there, I feel like that's a very liberating feeling when you first do that. Like you're in a different state or a different country and you realize like, as long as there's no cameras and there's no one that knows me, I can literally do whatever I want right now. And it's never going to get back to anybody that ever knows. me. Yeah. Like everyone in this room is going to forget about me one day. And that is a great feeling because you can just do anything. I think about that driving. Like how many cars do we pass every day? And like the likelihood of you passing that same car is so slim. Like you're probably never going to see any of those people again. So I mean, you can move to a different state and have that feeling, that euphoric feeling of freedom, but you can also just find it where you are. That's exactly what I mean, though, is like if you ever have traveled and like you just got like really drunk and like let all your cares away on a vacation one day, that that same principle applies here. It's just a little more extreme when you're in some place where like statistically no one's ever going to know you or remember you again. But I love that you brought up the driving thing, too, because that's another thing is like, when you're having a really good time and you're vibing in your car and you're like jamming out and then you look over and see someone looking at you and you're like, oh, and then you stop. Why? Why? Why'd you stop? Who cares? If Even if they are judging you, just keep give them a peace sign and just keep going because it doesn't matter. And you don't know that your, your jamming might literally be changed. Like I just passed a lady driving the other day and it was like 830 in the morning 
and she was in her front seat she had her sunglasses on and she was fist pumping and i'm like that's me hell yeah dude like i i drove past her and i was i just thought yes like that's the energy that yep. i that i am feeling exactly and it felt so good to see somebody else exuding that so that person that is looking at you might not have that that look of hell yeah but yeah. they could be thinking that and yeah. you would never know the difference and you might just assume they're thinking negative and then you stop and they're like oh which is your paradigm talking exactly i love that too because i've been specifically i listen to a lot of podcasts when i drive but some days when i'm on my way to work and i'm like not feeling it i listen to bohemian rhapsody and <laughs> just like or uh don't stop me now by queen because queen just hypes me up but I just listen to that and just jam out and not care about anybody. And then I go to work and I also not care. I say what I want and I do what I want. And I'm obviously not hurting people because we've talked about this before. If you're on your own genuine, authentic hero's journey, you're not going to hurt people because that's going to hurt you. We're all one. We're all on this journey together. We're walking each other home as Ramda said. So why would you hurt anybody? Why would you do anything but small acts of kindness or large acts of kindness whenever you can, other than whatever you were trying to do that day? And when you are only concerning yourself with yourself, one important thing that I wrote down that I think is, it, I mean, I feel like it's, it's arguably one of the most important things, but staying in that state of, of freedom and abundance and authenticity, yes, but also staying in a state of growth. Analyze yourself because it's really easy to get caught up in me 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 and it might start from an authentic place but it could i mean it could go in another direction if you are not consciously aware of the behaviors that you are doing the thoughts that you are thinking the way that you're treating others and if you stop growing what's the point who you are now isn't going to be who you are in a year so in, in both versions of you can be authentic that's the thing like it doesn't mean that because who I am right now is going to be Absolutely. different in a year. It doesn't mean that who I am right now is any less authentic than who I'm going to be in a year. But you won't yeah. know that if you're not analyzing it yourself and if you're not aware of that. That is the danger in thinking you've got it all figured out. Like on this journey, you're going to reach a point where you, you've gone through the dark night, you've come out the other end, you've leveled up spiritually, you've read all the occult books and you might think like all right here we are and you you might just stop D that doesn't mean anything you've learned is any less valuable but you can gain all of those previous negative bad habits back again on this new level you can still have all that information and just kind of let it fade away and stop adding to your growth and evolvement as a person so maintaining your ability to not judge other people, not judge yourself on this journey and to use discernment rather than criticism to move forward is a active practice. It's not something that you just figure out and it goes away. And I think it's something that can creep in too. Like, Oh yeah. Something where you you're doing really good, like not judging yourself and like you've been going to the gym or like you've been just like doing really good at like living your authentic truth and then like work drama can start to creep in and then you can start to think and like judge other people. And again, if you're making judgments of other people or listening to gossip at work, it's not like you're the worst person in the world. Everybody does that kind of stuff. But it's when you really begin to believe those things and those judgments 
add to a superiority complex or to that a self-righteousness that y- I was talking yes, about. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. That and that can keep that can come in even after you've learned this lesson, which is some, something that I think people sometimes forget because you can go through part of this hero's journey and then just take a seat on the trail and and not be walking further anymore. And that is something that happens, I think, a lot. And people don't realize it. That's when people get caught up in very specific, like indigo children. Like they get so wrapped up in, in indigo children, indigo children, that this is this is exactly the truth. This is the only truth. If you read the Bible, you're wrong. You have to be an indigo child. They don't, it's not in there. So it's not true. That is still judging other people. If you, if you think you've got it all figured out at some, at any point in your, your journey, you're not, you're not really seeing the full perspective because not only is learning from other people like a really good thing, but I've said it before. I will say it again. God is infinite. God is infinite. Yeah. No one person can know God, period. End of story. If you think you know God completely, you're wrong. I just, I can say that very confidently because no one can comprehend infinity. No one can. And we can comprehend some of the infinity. I dare say we could comprehend a good portion of infinity. We can't comprehend all of infinity. Therefore, we will never have the full picture on God or religion or spirituality or the nature of the universe. Any of that. We'll never know it all. No. So why are you judging other people? Because they could very well have a missing piece that you don't have right now. And you could add that to your ever growing expansion of understanding infinity. Yeah. And not the concept of not being able to know God shouldn't. Um, it, it shouldn't make you stray away from trying to or moving towards it. Because even in the Bible, they talk about when God uh, showed himself to to these prophets, to these people in the Bible, they were in awe. They fell down on their face. If God cracked, I heard this on a podcast, I think a couple weeks ago, if God cracked open the ceiling right now and revealed oneself to us, we would shit our pants We'd be on the floor in tears, screaming, cry. Like it would be insane because we can't understand what that must be like. And if God did open up the ceiling and ex- <laughs> expose himself, <laughs> not like that, <laughs> reveal himself, still doesn't sound as good. You know what I mean? If God cracked open the ceiling right now and we had that opportunity to have that experience, we would never be the same totally never and and that's kind of the point of being a human is that we we chose to separate ourselves from that awe so we can learn deeper about that awe and judging people is just never gonna help it's just not it's not gonna help and if you're on the journey yeah and if you are on the journey of getting to know your subconscious your paradigm which by the way is your heart if we're talking spirituality and you want to use a spiritual term your subconscious is your heart where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's in the Bible. So you can use that that term or that word to encompass this as well. But I'm personally in the process right now of creating a new character for myself because I've come to the understanding that who I am now is not capable of achieving the things that I want for my future. And that is a whole personal stuff that I'm going through right now. But what I'm learning is if... When, when I'm creating this new character, when I'm working to shift these paradigms and kind of rebuild these things, Bob Proctor, rest in peace, says oh, that these, these things, quote, negative things that exist in our subconscious, 
they're not going to they're not going to go away. Energy can't be created or destroyed. You just are learning to shift your perspective on them. Mm-hmm. So if you're on this, like me, on this journey to create this new character and these things are coming up, it means you're doing it right. It means that it's working because they wouldn't be coming up if you weren't working to shift them. If you weren't working to shift them, you wouldn't be aware of them in the first place. So when you're on this journey, when you're working to purify your heart and renew your mind, all of these things, don't be discouraged when these things come up because those things that are coming up and that you may feel momentarily discouraged by are going to be the things that push you so much further into that new version of yourself, further on your hero's journey, further on the path to God, call it whatever you want. Whatever you're doing, when those things come up, it means it's working. It is confirmation. It is evidence that it is working for you. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And it's, it's always going to be a, ever evolving thing to release yourself of not only the fear of judgment but any of any of your fundamental fears the six fears that uh thinking grow rich lists or any fundamental fear is going to be something that is a continuous process throughout your life to learn to get rid of it's not going to be like a oh i recognize that I'm fearful of judgment and then it's gone because it seems like it should work like that. But then you will find yourself in that moment when you are, you have to step up to the spotlight or whatever it is and you're fearful, but it's the, it's the act of doing it anyway. Like you said, those Mm -hmm. things that come up will propel you farther. It's like when you're working out and you're building muscle and you're doing lifting weights when you lift weights when it starts to hurt is when you need to keep going for sure which is the worst fucking part because it hurts why would you keep going but once you keep going and you break through that lactic acid buildup or whatever sciencey shit is going on when you're working out you build muscle and then the next time you go to lift that same amount of weight or the next time you face that fear of judgment again it's like a oh no i've done this let me get through this little hump of fear and then all of a sudden I'm I feel better. It's it's the same feeling if you've ever if you've ever performed in any aspect. Yep. The fear stage fright is the fear of judgment. That is that is the main thing. I mean, it could be the fear of making a mistake, but if you make a mistake, you're afraid people are going to judge you for making that mistake. So it's the fear of judgment or the fear of criticism. If you've ever performed and you did great, what is the difference in feeling between right before you walk out and then right after you walk off the stage? It's such a growth, an incredible like paradigm shift. That's the perfect way of of saying it because you started out thinking, oh my God, this is so terrifying. And you walk off with this, this high of exhilaration that you just accomplished doing whatever you're doing in front of however many people you're doing it in front of. Even if it's just a few people, like showing off something that you're proud of welcomes the fear of judgment. For sure. And if you do find yourself in fear of judgment, whether that's judgment towards yourself or judgment towards others, I... And again, I'm constant state of growth here, so feel free to give me other information. But at this point in my hero's journey, I fully believe that the only way to release yourself of that fear of judgment is to shift your paradigm, mm-hmm. is to purify your heart. I can't recommend Bob Proctor enough. I 
Bob Proctor. I love him so much. Literally, though, the information has changed my entire worldview and and just my entire life. And it's not that Bob Proctor did this. I did this because I started invoking and practicing the things of of, that he was teaching. He says, I I don't do anything. I just help people accomplish what they they can accomplish. And that's that's it. So I think there's a, a YouTube video that he has specifically on the subconscious mind. So maybe we could link that or yeah, something. Send but it to me. that would be a really good place to start if you're not familiar at all with that. And yeah, it just th- releasing the fear of judgment is going to be one of the most freeing things. But like you said, understanding that it's a practice. It's an everyday decision to continue to release these fears of judgment towards ourselves and others. Absolutely. I love all that. Uh, Is there anything that we didn't cover in your notes that you want to touch on before we lead into your little mantras? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I literally just brain dumped everything, but the only thing that really mattered to me and that I really wanted to get across is just the impression of our paradigm because that's the only thing that matters. I love that. The only thing I have in my notes that we haven't talked about is go listen to the song. Only God can judge me by Tupac. (laughs) And go listen to Bob Proctor. Yeah, listen to Bob Proctor too. But Only God Can Judge Me by Tupac came up because I think I wrote like Only God Can Judge Me. Like I didn't know it was a song. And I listened to it and it's actually a really fucking good song. There's even a point where he's like the media lies and shit. Like no wonder Tupac got killed. (laughs) But in Tupac's words himself, fuck everybody else. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Also, don't put the pressure on yourself to judge other people because that's like that's literally the way to the world. Yeah, that's just a lot of shit. It's not your problem. No. Nope. So, yeah, we're going to outro this shit and then we're going to have a little mantra meditation. So stick around, but we'll see you next week. Bye. Jesus said, fuck the fig tree. I do not worry about the judgment from others. It has no hold on me. I am focused on myself. I forgive myself and others easily. By doing so, I feel so free and allow good to flow my way. I release negative past beliefs and allow riches to flow into my life. I am free of the fear of rejection. Rejection is a necessary thing to achieve success. I am free of the fear of mistakes and failure. Mistakes and failure are good and necessary to achieve success.
I am very proud to be free of judging other people and comparing them to myself. I feel happy and strong-minded. I am very proud to be free of imagining others are thinking and saying things about me. I am using my opportunity to learn and grow every day. I am the best version of myself. I do not worry about other people's opinions. I am the master of my thoughts. My thoughts stay in a place of abundance and love.